What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm Izzy and my guest today is Camila Diaz. She's accelerating global markets for Reebok and impacting so many people's lives on an everyday basis. And I'm super excited to have her on. So Camila, thanks for joining. No, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be in your podcast. You know, um, it was long overdue. So definitely super, super excited for this. We, we've chatted a few times uh, uh, as to like the, the island being a creative and everything that comes with that and the, the generational biases that come with it. So I'm excited to dive into being a creative and everything like that from your standpoint. But for those who don't know who you are, you work at Reebok, you do amazing things there. And you've done so many cool things outside of it. Do you want to give an intro as to who you are and what you do? Absolutely, absolutely. So for those who don't know me, you know, my name is Camila Diaz. I was born and raised in Carolina, Puerto Rico. You know, my first time out of the island was when I um, had the opportunity to go to college in Pennsylvania and play NCAA Division I tennis. Um, that's when I get to explore other cultures, you know, I was surrounded. Most of my teammates were from different parts of the world, so... That's when I when I was able to you know to notice and, and it was very eye opening knowing that there's so much to explore and so much to learn, um, you know. After that, I decided to after graduation, I decided to move back to Puerto Rico and I was working maybe two or three years in the entertainment industry. Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. We got devastated, and I was like, well, it's the opportunity for me to go back to the states. Um, you know, I always wanted to work in the footwear industry, sporting goods. Um, and you know finally i decided to move to boston you know knowing that there were so many brands here um you know reebok converse puma um new balance i figured that you know it was a good opportunity for me to you know start applying maybe to see what happens in the future um you know finally i was able to get an offer you know after multiple interviews with multiple companies you know with puma um new balance you know a lot of rejections you know but the journey was amazing you know um, I also uh, used that time to do a lot of networking and just meeting each person from from different brands. You know, it was such an amazing experience. So finally, I was able to land, you know, in Reebok, you know, with, you know, Reebok being one of my favorite uh, brands of all times. Uh, you know, Reebok has an amazing heritage right now. I'm part of the Global Markets Acceleration Team, which pretty much we support all the markets around the world in the marketing and finance function. So I kind of describe herself, you know, as the voice or the bridge to those markets around the world, to the global office. 
So, you know, we're always in constant communication with, with the, you know, Reebok teams around the world, you know, making sure that there's relevance, relevancy behind, you know, their projects, their products, campaigns that are launching in their countries. You know, if there's something unrelevant to those markets, you know, we create business cases um, and start from there to make, you know, adjustments in the talent that they're being, that they're being used. You know, at the, at the end of the day is to make sure that we understand their consumers. Um, you know, where, wherever Reebok has presence, presence in the world. So um, I think that the most is just understanding and respecting their culture overall. When we talk about what you went to school for, is what you're doing today directly related to what your degree you got was? <laughs> not at all, not at all. So, you know, being a tennis player, obviously, you know, I was in the sport and fitness world. I will say that I didn't know more than that. Um, you know, always knowing... You know, obviously, super in touch of whatever the uh, the athletes were wearing, shoes, outfits, and all that stuff was always in my interest. But I went to school for exercise physiology, which is something completely different <laughs> of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, my first semester, I was like, wait, I don't think this is something that I want to do my whole life. Um, but that, that's all I knew. That's all I knew. You know, my, my trainers, my physical therapists, you know, that's all I was seeing. I was like, well, maybe, you know, they were always working outdoors in Puerto Rico, um, you know, always working with athletes, inspiring them to be better, you know? Um, so I thought that that was what I want to do. You know, I'm always, you know, a big supportive of sports either way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, it was completely different as I said, but you know, it's been amazing just now uh, landing in a job where sports, uh, fashion, um, you know, uh, music is involved. I think that at some point everything blends together. Yeah. And it's just amazing being part of it. When we talk about the different roles that are within the states in general, when we talk about Reebok, we talk about uh, Nike, all these different brands specifically, a lot of people from the outside looking in says, okay, you're at Reebok. That means you're a footwear designer or you're at Nike. That means you're a footwear designer. So how hard was it and how hard is it, I guess, from a sense when you go back to the island and you tell people what you do or you educate people what you do, how hard is it for you to kind of not only educate, but like break down those barriers that, hey, you can do this. You don't have to focus on just being a footwear designer to work at these brands. Right. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, you, you mentioned a word, you know, educating is just a key here. Um, there's so much behind, you know, launching a product or launching a, a campaign in the market. You know, I think that definitely, you know, my props and my respect to all the, the to all the designers, you know, without them, obviously, there's no product without them. Obviously, you know, there's nothing to sell out there. So they're definitely a very important key of our process. But um, you know, just knowing that, you know, there's people out there behind everything, you know, in the operation, managing strategy. Uh, so it's just about educating, you know, and, and I, I'm, I, I always say, you know, I'm not a designer. I don't want to be a designer, but I do support them. I yeah. do respect their work, you know, and there's so much that I can do um, in order to put their work out there, yeah. you know. Um, that's something that, that I personally do, you know, every day, you know, communicating with all these markets, you know, how this product is going to look in India, you know, what about changing these colors? What about doing this and that? And those are the, you know, the important factors that people don't know, um, behind, behind all this work. So let's talk about the time on the Island growing up a little bit. So when we talk about growing up on the Island, I want to ask, 
what your first job on the island was and how that what are those lessons that you've learned from that that you still that still impact you today yeah so my first job you know in the island my first job in the island was a tennis instructor okay i was a tennis player so that was the first (laughs) opportunity that they gave me i was a tennis instructor in the academy that i used to train um i was an instructor for kids uh five to ten years old you know so pretty much you know the key what they what they really uh teach me is to be a lot you know to develop my patience <laughs> but you know but they were amazing you know and and at some point I started um also giving tennis lessons to the Down syndrome tennis team of the uh, of Puerto Rico um I used to train them for the uh, special olympics which was such an amazing opportunity love the kids and you know, definitely they were testing my patience as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but not amazing, amazing opportunities. That's where I would say those were my, my two first jobs, you know, but growing in the island, um, definitely we don't have the same opportunities that we have here in the States. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I focus on the sports, you know, I knowing that my parents wouldn't be able to afford, um, school. I have two other sisters that they were playing, ten- they were playing tennis as well by that moment. So I always wanted to make sure that they had the same opportunities that I did when I was training, um, so my main focus was, you know, at least I want to get a scholarship, you know, a full ride in the States. That way, you know, after that, I can just get a job and I'll go from there. But um, that was my main focus, just training really, really hard on tennis, because I think that was that was my that was my 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 passport to go to the States yeah. pretty much. Creatives or soon to be creatives on the island that are listening today. What would you tell them as to like if they're looking at you? sitting in Boston today, working at Reebok, what would you tell yourself, let's say, 10, 15 years ago from a standpoint of you're sitting in your living room on the island and you don't know like what's coming next? You know, um, actually, I never thought that I was going to be able to work for a brand that I that I used to wear. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that I always, you know, coming coming from Puerto Rico when you don't see a lot of headquarters and stuff like that. The first thing when I came to Boston, I remember passing by New Balance and I was like, my blood. I was like, wow, you know, here are the offices of New Balance. You know, I want to mm-hmm. be there someday. So, but I think that, you know, even though, yes, a lot of North Americans are taking over the island, we have the other part of the population uh, that they really want to stay and they really want to create in the island. So to those, you know, to, to those creators, you know, even though they're, they're trying to get over yes it's always nice to get out of the island to get opportunities but hey we always want to go back yeah. and i think that's what the most that i've been seeing you know in between my group and friends yeah we want to train we want to you know we want to take advantage of the opportunities that our parents or you know that we have created over the long time but we definitely want to go back to the island and and you know um work with small businesses there even here you know even 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 me here working in boston for rebook i always try to stay in touch you know with small businesses in puerto rico and see how we can collaborate with their brand and, and rebook you know trying to to put my part even though i'm far away but um definitely yeah you know a lot of people that they want to stay which I respect that, and that's what we need to do eventually. You know, that's my plan. I want to move back to Puerto Rico and start doing amazing, amazing things for our people there. So, speaking on that, what's what's the future look like for you? And without giving up too much detail, for me, ooh, I mean, <laughs> I want to do so many things. That's such such a good question, you know. But if I tell you all I want to do, man, you know, it's never ending. Um, you know, I really want to get eventually into the music industry. Mm. Uh, I think that, you know, footwear, music, as I said, you know, at some point, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah. So 
definitely, you know, collaborating. There's so many artists in the island right now, you know, mm -hmm. and just seeing how Bad Bunny, you know, collaborating with Adidas, J Balvin collaborating with Nike, and well, collaborating with, uh, with Food Action, you know, I think that it's just, um, there's so many opportunities. So er, anything that I do, I promise that I will do it um, related with Puerto Rico. That's something that I always do in every project that I work on. Um, I always try on where I can just, you know, kind of put Puerto Rico in that map and, and just give them opportunities even for, you know, the island or people specifically, yeah. um, how we can collaborate. So definitely. So you were at the, the concert that went viral um, mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico. And I, I wanted to ask you this. Everybody saw that those pictures and those videos and everything like that and didn't really understand what that concert really meant to people on the island. So do you want to put that into words? Like what not only being there meant, but just like the concert happening and everything surrounding it happening at the same time? Well, first of all, you know, um, 35K people, you know, attended mm -hmm. each day, which that's mind blowing. <laughs> you know, that's nothing new. Residente Calle 13 did something similar yeah. um, many years ago. But it's just amazing. I always, when I used to live in Puerto Rico, I used to attend a lot of a lot of concerts. That's something that I really enjoy. I like looking at the productions and all that stuff. But just the, for the first time, I was able to experience being in the line and just talking with people from other countries. So people from Uruguay, people from Argentina, people from Chile, people from anywhere. They were in that concert. You know, so that kind of blew my mind. That's something that I never that I never saw before. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, it was just everything, all all the production, all the makeup artists, all the you know, all the dancers. They were all from Puerto Rico. So all the production, everything that that had that was happening in that concert, you know, was produced by Puerto Rican fellows. So my props to Noasad and all the Rimas team because they definitely did an amazing job. And, you know, those two days were unforgettable. They definitely made experience, made history. I got to ask, where are you playing it safe right now? Where am I playing it safe right now? Man, with my health, you know, this COVID thing yeah. <laughs> has been eye-opening. You know, I think that, you know, my partner being a doctor um, and just listening to all her stories, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I just want to be as healthier as possible right now. So drinking a lot of water, drinking my vitamins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, playing it safe with that. Okay, nice. So I have two more questions for you. One, if somebody's listening today, wants to get involved in your work, reach out to you, ask questions about the journey or anything like that, how can someone get in touch? Yeah, I mean, my Instagram page, you know, I'm always open to that. Um, I want to be clear, I've just been with Reebok seven months ago, but just because I'm so new at this industry, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't want to help people out or that yep. I don't have enough experience, you know. I really want to be out there for people. As I said, you know, something that I that I really enjoy is collaborating and just giving some feedback. You know, I spend a lot of time um, trying to get into this industry. And as I said, you know, after multiple interviews and after multiple rejections, I was finally able to get in. So for those people out there that are listening, you know, don't quit, don't stop, just be consistent. And at one point, you know, that opportunity is going to come in. But whoever is in that position right now, I mean, feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy, you know, to connect and, you know, just give some advices and yeah, helping them in that process. What makes you strange on purpose? Oh, you love that question, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that not forgetting where I come from and at some point, you know, just being my authentic self. Mm, I love that. 
Well, I appreciate you jumping on the show. No, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 